just in and so good. Thousands of spring deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save big today on new arrivals from Kate Spade, New York, Nike, Sam Edelman, Free People, and Madewell, starting at only $30. Great brands and great prices on dresses, denim, sandals, designer bags, and more. So rack your look and get first dibs on spring styles you want now from just $30 at your Nordstrom Rack Store. What will you find? Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hi, my name is Nikki Glazer, and I feel... Chill about being yeah. Conan O'Brien's friend. Yeah. <laughs> we got another one. Fall is here, hear the yell, back to school, ring the bell, brand new shoes, walking blues, climb the fence, books and pens. I can tell that we are gonna be friends. Yes, I can tell that we are gonna be friends. Rolling, rolling, rolling. Keep those doggies rolling along. Rope and twist and brand them. Don't try to understand them. Just burn their skin and laugh and say goodbye. Dun, dun, dun. Sona, take it. You don't want me to sing. But you know the lyrics and everything. I don't, actually. <laughs> yeah, I, I acted like it was because of the singing, <laughs> but I don't know what the fuck the words are for that song. Hey there. Welcome to Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend. We have a great podcast today. Oh. Yeah, I just feel it in my bones. Yeah. There are days where I've felt, nah, we don't have the goods. Oh. But those turn out to be fantastic as well. What's in your, fact. What's your point? <laughs> never had my a point dud. Is, my, <laughs> my point is we can do no wrong. Uh, We've been blessed by God. Yeah. What happened there? I don't Wait, know. what was going on? You're fine. It was just garbage. He's no, we were working and... Aaron Blair just darted across the room yeah. and made a crazy motion and acted like, no, don't mind me. And we are in a special zone. Yeah, her concentration. I was in the midst we of were. talking about how amazing we are. Yeah. We were in the pocket, Blake. Yeah, and what were you doing? There was a tissue in shot and you had to get it out. Yeah, what, what happened? You know, when we do this podcast, I, we talked to the control room the entire time. You know, we're chatting. I'm already bored. On Slack. <laughs> and they just let me know there was some garbage on this tool. But who cares yeah, if I'm there's garbage on this tool? I don't, I'm just, I don't kill the messenger. They're telling me to get rid of the garbage. I go and get rid of the garbage. Can I, I do as I'm told. Can I just say thing? I don't understand what the chain of command is here. I would think that I am the captain of this tugboat, but I'm finding out that there are people in other rooms who are issuing commands. <laughs> it's a podcast. Who would care if there's some We're just some living stuff in a out. simulation, man. Can I just be devil's advocate for a second? What if you see the video and then there's garbage on the stool and then you're like, Blay, why don't you pick up the garbage? First That's of all, true. why would I ever watch this video <laughs> from this podcast? Also, how, how bad does my life have to be where I'm saying, honey, I'm going to go into the basement and watch a video <laughs> of my podcast. So that's number one. Okay. Number two is that if there's a bottle and some papers on a stool in that video, do you think I'm going to then uh, go on a rampage? No. Yes. No, I would yeah. not. Well, but three... 
that's my tissue and I've got a delicate little runny nose. <laughs> Wait, I just, that was your used tissue. Yeah, there's, oh, there's not on it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. We have COVID oh, protocols here. <laughs> you just jumped on a, on a moist, recently used tissue in the midst of a COVID. I have monkeypox. You know, I will say when I grabbed it, I did think, oh, this is kind of wet. <laughs> you said this is, this is kind of monkeypoxy. <laughs> You got monkey pox on I'm you. So, I'm sorry. Now he's taking it out of the well, trash. Well, my, don't put it back on the stool. Is Do you? What is that even a tissue? Why don't you? I feel like that's like a paper towel. Yeah, but regular tissues they just fall <laughs> apart. I need something with a little more robust, you know? Oh, oh, oh so, so what do you use for a tissue? These hand towels we have in the bathroom here are fantastic for, for blowing your nose. Oh, that Wait a minute. Rip me apart. You're using the hand towels in the bathroom to to wipe your nose? Not like terry cloth. They're not cloth. They're just, you know, like heavy duty. No, I use those. Well, I don't put them back. I think about? you do, because I went in there the other day and there were some, and I always like to take off my shirt when I go in the bathroom and rub whatever tissues out all over my chest. Wait, I it's use very those now. So I know. I'm blowing my nose on your body musk? Yes. You rub them and then you put them back? I put them back carefully, yeah. And then I blow my nose and put them back. Yeah. <laughs> it's very. It's a thing I do, which I was a little reluctant to talk about because I thought it'd be judged, no. but I love nothing more than finding tissues that have been used and rubbing them over my chest. It's very sensual and mysterious. Okay. Mm. Wow. <laughs> Nothing I just said is true. I don't want people stopping me on the street and saying, why do you do that? I yeah. do not do that. Do you think people thought you were serious? I think about 18%. Okay. Yeah, because I right. said it with great authority. And also, now that I mention it, it sounds sensual and cool, and I'm going to try it. Oh. <laughs> what if we say here moaning coming from the back? Yeah. Oh. <sighs> don't, you don't have to do it, no. though. That was, wait, that sounded more like a ghost. Yeah, that's, that's, a an haunted, orgasm. Uh, yeah. that's a haunted orgasm. Oh. <laughs> Nothing sexy about that. I know. I love a a ghost having an orgasm. (laughs) (laughs) Don't do as I did in life. What are they coming from? Lo, it's making them uh, orgasm. Where are they coming from? The afterlife. No, like coming as in C-U-M-M-I-N-G. Oh. oh I was... said it and it was a little crass, but what are what's orgasming them? Oh, the ghost prostitute. Yeah. Oh, right. Okay. I, yeah, what if ghosts just hang around and they're, because they can hang around and just watch everything, they're totally just getting off. Right. And they're creeps. They're, <laughs> we think they're there in this scary way, but it turns out they're just loitering. First of all, they're loitering. They haven't been invited. They're in your personal space. They see everything and they're like, oh, oh, oh. Wait, are you haunting me or are you, no, orgasm. I'm not haunting. Don't stop. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. What? Keep so doing normal. your I'm taxes. Uh, no, let's, yeah. You're doing the no. most mundane thing <laughs> and the so ghost normal. is, it's so hot. <laughs> Could declare those dependents. Oh. <laughs> yeah, a, a ghost that finds mundane things erotic yeah. and is constantly orgasming <laughs> while you're just around the house trying to make some chicken noodle soup. <laughs> oh, tear the pa- tear the packet that makes the flavored broth. <laughs> Boy, this ghost is really getting it. This ghost is constantly 
must Come be exhausting. On. And because he's a ghost, he's never done, if you know what I mean. You know, he just oh. goes and goes and goes. All day doesn't need to recharge. No. He's ready to is that I'm ready to go instantly. <laughs> is that what ectoplasm is? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Sorry. Now you'll, now you'll never watch Ghost Go- I know Ghostbusters is probably your favorite movie, but I, I bet you'll never watch it the same way again. Are you kidding? I'll, I'll watch it, but not the same way. Nice. <laughs> you know oh. what, I mean? wow. what? I love Ghost Jizz. <laughs> So oh, okay. Then that's yeah. fine. Yeah. <sighs> we should well, get started. Yeah, we should get started. This needs you know, to end. It yeah. does need to end. Um, Orgasming Ghost, coming soon to a theater near you. <laughs> uh, you know, normally we, we do a segment. I don't think we're going to do a segment today because we have so much to talk to Nikki Glazer about. She's uh, a terrific guest. She's Love one of her. our favorites. She's she's wonderful. She and I have a kooky chemistry, so <laughs> we're clearing we're clearing the decks for Nikki, uh, my guest today. Of course, a hilarious comedian whose latest comedy special, Nikki Glazer, Good Clean Filth, is available to stream now on HBO Max. Nikki Glazer, welcome. We've talked many times, yeah. and um, we are simpatico. In, and a lot of people wouldn't think we would be, you know what really? I mean? Because we're such different types in some ways. Yeah. You being an attractive person. <laughs> no. Oh, no. no, you know what I'm saying. I'm, yeah. You're, uh, you know, I, I just, I, it's funny how you and I gel so nicely. Yeah. It makes sense to me because, I mean, I've gone over this so many times, but the, the first time I saw you and, and was exposed to your comedy, it just, everything made sense and kind of came into focus for me in terms of the weird kind of things I thought that I only thought were funny or it just everything made sense it just it felt like the first thing that I found that was like my thing right. at that age that, that's cool that could make me feel less weird so I'm saying you're weird <laughs> here we go there it is that makes more sense I like when you said when you first exposed your comedy to me <laughs> it's just on the edge of being super creepy yeah or, well, or with viral male comedians yeah, yeah. I always start the sentence that way and then you never know where it's going to go. I was a young girl and I was in St. Louis. <laughs> Cohen came to town and exposed himself comedically. <laughs> what? <laughs> um, you know, we've uh, talked a lot and there's so much to talk about and you're having so much success and whenever uh, you're out there killing it, I'm happy for you because you're a good oh, person and I, I root for you. <laughs> uh, but I, I want to go back to talk about St. Louis, because you come from St. Louis, and I swear to God, that's got to be key. That's got to be you key think? to your origin story, don't you think? Yeah, and I live there now, too. Oh, you moved back? I moved back there. I moved back during, so during COVID, it kind of, I was doing your show when mm-hmm. everything kind of shut down. I my know. parents were you're, out again, here. Again, it sounds like you're blaming my show. <laughs> mm. I was exposed <laughs> <laughs> to the coronavirus. <laughs> I'm constantly exposing you to things. <laughs> And uh, I was out here doing your show and my parents were with me because they're huge fans. And I whenever I can, I I like to bring them along and um, and the world was shutting down. And then I just went back to St. Louis with them because I figured my my apartment was in New York. But I put these fucking straws. (laughs) You just keep bumping into that straw, don't you? Um, um, let I, me just describe what's happening. Yes. We're providing these metallic straws because we're trying to save the oceans, uh, which is, I think, noble of us. Mm-hmm. But those straws are very aggressive. They mm-hmm. stick out quite a ways. And every time you gesture with your hand, you go slamming into it. <laughs> and, I've been on the and edge of my seat. this will end up in the ocean. You're getting vodka all over me. <laughs> 
so, so, so I anyway. went back to St. Louis because that's where my parents live and um, and the world was shutting down and I was kind of scared and I just stayed there and I lived with my parents for 10 months I, I don't under, listen yeah, wow. I, I, you a are, really good point in my career too you are like things were going well things are going well. very well for you <laughs> I have to tell you I love my parents yeah uh, but if I move back in with them I would take my own life within three days oh. <laughs> and I mean that with so much love no. and caring but oh, no. I, I would I would I was thinking about doing that very thing within three months I think was the time frame for me where it was got real dark and it's just that we're not meant to go back no. at that point no um, so and you are much younger than me obviously but I don't see how you could handle that I was like 35 or 36 when this was all going down and, and things were going well like you don't move back in with your parents unless you're broke or Asian, you know, as an adult. So it's it's acceptable. I'm sorry. I'm just checking my notes to see if we're in trouble here. I don't think. I, don't I think, think it's like or Armenian too. Or Armenian. Yeah, or Armenian. It's like just it's live a there till they get married. Yeah. It's, I think it's sweet, but or the oldest child in a Catholic family. Yes. Yeah. Or okay. Computer coder. Or, <laughs> yeah. Anyone who's really into Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. Um, but I was doing it because I was I was scared of being alone. I saw uh, comedy clubs are going to shut down. Right. The places I hang out to not feel alone. And, and and so I just was like, I need mommy and daddy. I mean, it really was me I being scared. I slept on my parents' floor until I was like eighth grade. Like, I was a scared child. So I think I just reverted back to being horrified, wanting to be with mom and dad, thinking it was going to be a couple weeks, and then it ended up being 10 months. And I only moved out because it just got sad to to tell people that I was living with my parents. It got too embarrassing, but I was having a good time. I mean, they're usually, when you live with your parents as an adult or you visit home, they're usually sick. You're seeing this like sad side of things, but my parents are still really vital and fun. And so I was having a great time, but I had to move out and I was too scared to go back to New York or LA. I was scared to go back to where I would feel constant pressure to be out every night doing stand-up comedy saying yes to every podcast. I was just, I, I couldn't stop saying yes to things. And so I kind of stayed in St. Louis to stay away from my drug, which is work. Okay, so let me ask you about St. Louis because my experience, I don't know if you've been on any of these trips, Sona. This may have been before your time. But there were a bunch of times where I had to go as part of an affiliate trip to different cities. Yeah. And I think three different times I went to St. Louis. And every time I said, well, I want to see St. Louis. And they would say, walk down to the arch. Right. And I would walk down to the arch and kind of look around and they'd say, you got it. Whoa. Was there, is there something part of St. Louis that people aren't showing me? Yes. <laughs> what, what were they trying to hide <laughs> um, from me? Because oh. I kept saying I want to explore and they always sent me in the same direction every time. Well, the Go arch down to the is arch. so cool, but it it's, is limited down there. It's very cool, but there's yes. a park yes. and there's a plaque that says John Hamm sat here. <laughs> and that's... <laughs> <laughs> That's it. And, um, you know, you get to sit where John Hamm sat and it oh, feels yes. very John Hammy. And mm. then uh, you move on. But other than that, I, I thought, why do they keep directing me down to this? It's a nice spot, but yeah. that's it. Um, there's other places, too. We've got uh, a nice uh, park, Forest Park. It's bigger than Central Park. Oh. Um, that's really nice. We've got a cool um, children's museum that people go to as a destination called the City Museum. Right. There's cool places, but it's it's spread out. There are little pockets everywhere. So I think that, yeah, I think they just wanted to keep you just down by that arch. just Because yeah. it is a cool structure, and it isn't... People think, like, oh, can you drive through it? Like, it's a redwood tree. But no, it's it's gigantic. 
like you can you can't drive through it. You walk under it, but it's it's huge. You can Is go there up an in ele- it. You can go up in it. There's an elevator or something that a small elevator that it has to it shifts as you go so that you're not turning sideways as it goes. So it it shifts. It feels very rickety. It's from the 60s, I believe. And then you get up there and it kind of sways nothing, back and forth. Nothing built in the 60s uh, is safe, yeah. and, and including myself. <laughs> <laughs> that was just a bad era. Whenever someone says, no, you're fine, it was built in the 60s. Yeah. Just don't get on it. Did you hear you've been recalled? I've been recalled many times. Yeah. I've been recalled over and over and over again. But no, that is... Uh, yeah, wait, wait I, I gotta ask you about this affiliate thing, because I, I heard you talk about this when you were breaking down like the history of, of Late Night and mm-hmm. how it came to be. You go on these, you go t- town to town to talk to affiliates to get them to put your show on? Uh, to make nice with them. And it's it's For something... Wh- why? Okay, this is me as an old timer telling you how things used to be. Sure. Which is, when you got a big TV show, you needed to go to parties where the affiliate, people from the affiliate heads would come together and it was like a convention for them and they wanted to see the stars. Yeah. And I mean, they wanted to see the friends, they wanted to see before the friends, they wanted to see the people from Wings, they wanted to see the people from Frasier. Anyone who was on NBC, they wanted to see them. And uh, these things, I couldn't chart the history of network TV starting from when I got into it in 93 and these parties were massive. I mean, giant ice sculptures of uh, NBC Peacock and drinks named after all the different shows and and goodie bags, and by the time, I, and, and massive stars at the time, like Kelsey Grammer and, you know, at the time, Bill Cosby, uh, people were there, and he had his own drinks he was handing out. Um, <laughs> oh, no! Uh, no! No, no, they were... Uh, anyway, my point is... <laughs> They'll clean that up. Um, Please. I'm moving it to the front. Yeah. I've had so many of those. Um, uh, and then I'd wake up dressed as Lord Fauntleroy. This isn't my outfit. But they had these massive affiliate events. And then I swear to God, by the time I left, um, they, uh, you know, in by the time I'm getting out of it, it was cash bar... You know, Ooh. we mm-hmm. tried to get a puppet for this event, but Alf said no. <laughs> you know, it, it, it really was oh, sort of lead back to Alf. Yeah, and he's the, 20 years out of doing his show, and he still won't do and it. He still wouldn't do it, and he's an inanimate puppet. They just—they didn't even want the guy who worked Alf. They just wanted Alf, and Alf said no. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it was just an, it was a, so I saw yeah. the whole thing, but oh. I was still part of that time when you had to go and talk to affiliates. And mm-hmm. I remember it as late as 2009, going to Oklahoma City, and they had me get on a horse and like ride it around the, I mean, you felt like you were running for a national office. And but would they not air your show that no, is a part would. of the lineup if you don't no, go? What's no, 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 they would, but it was a way to, you know, be a team player. Okay. Uh, you know, in retrospect, it seems insane because yeah. now we live in this different world where there's streaming and, you know, no one's going town to town. Hey, folks, <laughs> yeah. let me tell you about the Conan show. <laughs> gather around, gather around, bring the kids. Now, let me tell you something. Any questions here? Yes. Well, it be on the television. Yes, it will, Clem. It will. Where's Alf? Yeah, where's Alf? Well, Alf couldn't be here. Boo. But he's inanimate. I know. It's just a fucking putty. I know he couldn't make it. Where's Alf? Do you have any puppets? We No, we don't. But it was just a different time. 
God. So that's what you did. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's just so funny now that it would never occur to me that that, that and it's and when I talk to younger people <laughs> about the old days of television, it's just so strange. They act like I'm a fossil, but that's what it was do like. Do you do you miss that time, or is there things about it that you're like, oh, I'm so glad that kind of stuff is over? I'm I'm happy that it was so much extra work that no one ever saw. You know, um, there was all of this work uh, and chasing around and talking to people. I mean, I did it before. The, I mean, I did it in 93. Uh, I did it a couple of times um, throughout those years. I used to have to call affiliates and check in with oh them. Oh, gosh. And, you know, but I was always on the verge in the early years of getting canceled. And they would so say. So you would do anything they said. They would say. This might help. Call these people. And I would get on the phone and go, hi, I'm doing more of my best on the show. <laughs> Well, it's not performing that well in our I know, I know. Uh, uh, but it was, yeah, those were, those were grim times. But um, I'm glad that, uh, that that's done. And I think It seems now, exhausting on top of doing a nightly show. Yeah, there was a sick part of me that kind of liked it. I'm kind of, I have a political side in that mm-hmm. I like to work a crowd. Yeah. yeah. And um, I like to pl- press the flesh and I like to, I almost take it as a challenge. So sometimes they'd turn me loose on a room and I would just go through the whole room and I just enjoy, I, I there was part of me that liked it mm-hmm. but ultimately it was energy that you were expending that wasn't going into the creative product and that that was ultimately I think not not terrific would you ever find yourself so tired that your comedy would shift meaner as you what's a what's a Conan that's uh, suffering on uh, burnout look like when you're thrust well everyone here in the room just they're so I know maybe I should ask you guys (laughs) that's like you're sitting with Stalin and his his, you're sitting with Stalin and his Politburo and you're saying um, hey Stalin is there ever a time when you get a little crumpy and what's that look like and everyone else Bukharin Khrushchev no no he always happy always Oh, always great. He's good guy. Fun at party. Never kill my wife. Yeah. Well, one time, but not second wife no. yet. No. Um. I. I don't. Th- I think I'm. Uh, um. Maybe. Well, Sony, you can speak to this because I'm a master of passive aggression. Oh. And so. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I've ever seen anyone do passive aggressiveness like you. And so you. it's it's weird because I've been told it can be quite funny, you know. I was raised you can't directly confront anyone, so I would no. never say like Nikki, you know, you just screwed up and you're in big trouble. I would never do that. Why wouldn't you ever do that? Because I just don't come from that culture. What's it's the a, fear? Oh, the fear is anger is toxic and truth is toxic. Yes. So um one of the things that um, I noticed if I, when I was younger or even into my teen years and early twenties, if I said something kind of like truthful around my parents, my mom would be like, don't be mean. Like yes. that's mean. The truth it's, is mean. The truth is mean. Yes. So everyone needs to perpetuate uh, various myths. <laughs> and, and I think that's, so what happens is I think we hyperdevelop. Uh, this is my breakdown. Every culture has their way of doing it. But I think one of the reasons that Irish people uh, are funny is because it's all they'll allow themselves. Mm. The uh, the Irish Catholics are, 
what, what, at least the branch I come from, we're not the type to say, hey, I, I really didn't appreciate what you did in there. That made me feel this way and it wasn't a good feeling. So we need to talk about that. That's the last <sighs> thing you would do. Now, thank God I met uh, Liza and we got married because very early on she was like, this thing you're doing, I'm not loving it. What is it? Is the real problem? And I'd go, um, well, I was, it was fun. Yeah, it's kind of funny, but what, what is it really? What's really going on here? And yeah. I'd go, you ate the last cupcake. <laughs> and you wanted that cupcake. Is that what you then say? I was hoping that I could have that cupcake. Wow. I kind of was hoping I could have that cupcake. And, um, so anyway, but she's my wife. She mean. Get, yeah, she gets to uh, she gets to do that. But, but that's no one... scary to do even before she's your wife. Just for me, and I, I have this problem where because I have the same thing where I think that I can't ever say anything critical of someone else because then they'll just come back at me. Well, you are this. Yes. And my biggest fear is you're ugly. I think that I my, my therapist is always like because I think some boy in fifth grade called me ugly if I because I had an opinion about something he said yeah. to me. Well, you're ugly. Shut up. You have buck teeth. And so now I I never ever criticize anyone because I think they can always pull that card or like the meanest thing that maybe not it's not ugly anymore but it's whatever I think about myself that I think maybe other people haven't caught on to. If I find out that they've seen that and they know that then I'm done and and I'm so scared in a ro romantic relationship and I, I'm doing better at it in my own but in an early stages of one confronting something and having them say I always just think they're gonna say well that's the way I am so if you don't like it then go and either I have to put up with it and then I'm just the one putting up with things or right. I have to leave and I don't want to do that so it's, it's easier for me to just say nothing I can relate to what you're saying on this because my issue is if I'm going to confront someone I better be right oh, I gotta be and right. my biggest nightmare is saying you know if I you know said hey Nikki I just don't like it. you've been on this podcast three times and each time you've been on the podcast you've done this thing and you've, oh, I'm and, already and, like and, yeah, this is hypothetical no, oh. this is not <laughs> Hypothetical. I, should, I almost was going to, you know, turn to Gorley, but it would probably be something real. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was. But I, I like you so much, sure, I yeah. can't even manufacture but, it. So, so what I'm saying is, yeah. but, but you know, you've come on the podcast three times, and each time you did such and such, you might then say to me, oh, Conan, I've been on the podcast once, and and then I'm wrong, <sighs> and I would go into and 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 so there's what I think my people do is we. Uh, we keep score quietly. So I don't want to confront you because what if you have a really good comeback yes. and then I'm in it. Now, if when you leave the room, Gorley or Sona says, did you notice that uh, I noticed you got really tense at that one point. I'll be happy to tell them sure. why I'm, mis I'm not happy with you. And if they say, well, walk out there and tell Nikki, I'd be like, don't, shh, 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 yes. quiet, don't, don't, yes. don't, don't, here she comes, here she comes. And so I think that's how I used to be. Mm -hmm. I've gotten a lot better just chipping away through therapy, cognitive mm -hmm. therapy, wanting to be different, Ooh, I think, which is the big thing. Tracing the thoughts. Yeah, tracing the thoughts, seeing, I mean, I mean, you could, I'm a big believer in, in cognitive therapy because it's so logical, which is when you're panicking, write down on a sheet, on a legal pad, what is it you're afraid will happen? And then one of the things you'll write down is, well, I'm afraid that this person will say that I'm ugly. And in that moment, that feels real to you, 
walk away, 20 minutes later, come back, look at the list of things that you're really afraid, and you're going to say, those, are, those things are going to look stupid to you. Yeah. You're going to say, I'm not ugly. I'm demonstrably a very attractive person. So that's just stupid. Once you're removed from the thought for 25, 30 minutes, and then you see it written down on, on paper, you see how empty it is. You know, I'm afraid Conan won't speak to me. Well, no, that's he's not like that. That's not going to happen. I mean, actually, it could. <laughs> uh, now and, I know. And, and guess yeah. what? You are right on the edge. <laughs> but no. And it, afraid, I, I wish. Yeah. <laughs> Gorley keeps trying to get back. <laughs> Damn it. I called him a dirty, rotten Mick. He still has me back. <laughs> Rack your look for spring at Nordstrom Rack and save up to 60% on brands you love. Rag and Bone, Vince, Marc Jacobs, Adidas, Joe's, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. Score new dresses, denim, sandals, designer bags, and sunglasses, plus updates for the family and home. Get your spring on for less, up to 60% less, today at your Nordstrom Rack store. What will you find? When it comes to listing your home for sale, everyone and their mom has advice. Oh, honey, who's going to want to buy this place on a cul-de-sac? It's literally a dead end. But for professional advice, a REMAX agent actually knows best. Let's start with a neighborhood analysis. I've been seeing lots of buyers looking to move here. REMAX is the most trusted name in real estate. Visit REMAX.com or download the REMAX app to find the right agent. The right agent can lead the way. Based on 2022 Brand Spark American Trust Study. Each office independently owned and operated. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Are you just leaving this this list of things out at, around your house? Sometimes I want people to find them, so I write down fake yes. panic oh. thoughts. I'm too good a lover. My penis is too big. And hoping that people will find it and go, oh, you shouldn't be. <laughs> uh. Yeah, uh, I I think that that's that's a good that's a good way to do, looking back on it how ridiculous it is because I know this all sounds ridiculous and all these these fears I have but it is interesting to um, be so scared of confrontation and so scared to stand up for yourself unless you know you're right which is why I like. I really enjoy being vegan because I just know I'm, it's the only thing I'm sure about I'm right about. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> it's just, and I don't get, I'm not like one of these people that will make you feel bad about eating meat and fr- I'm, not, I'm not like that, but I, it is the one thing, the only thing maybe I'm certain of that I'm right about. I have and that's a thing. Why I, like I it. only <laughs> eat meat that committed a crime. Like, Great. Yeah. I, I, there's a place, there's a service that will get <laughs> yes. you a, a cow that trampled someone, uh, a pig that attacked a dog. And, and so oh they're, God. they're tried, it's a fair yes, trial and they have representation and then they're murdered or put could, to death. Oh, I would like that. Yeah. And I so, could stand beyond that. Yeah. I love eggs. Um, those are a yeah. little tricky because what did the uh, unborn know, egg do? Yeah. But um, I believe life begins at hatching. So. Sometimes I think <laughs> maybe the, the the animal that we are eating 
ate, ate animals in a past life. Yes. So it's paying for it. No, uh, my way, because I do love, uh, I love eating. I'm a meat eater yeah, and I love yeah, meat. So I good. just, I am very good at coming and very imaginative at coming up with horrible things that uh, that cow did. You good. know, that, that entitle me to this wonderful steak. Yeah. And that works fine for me. All of your all the cows you eat are Hitler. <laughs> They're racist. I eat racist animals. <laughs> so, uh, and conversely, I look at a salad and go, "That salad's done too much good in this world. Yes. I can't take it out." Oh yeah. my god! Yeah, yeah. That's... I must set it free. Yes, he's always setting his salads free in the it's... wilderness, and he doesn't understand that no. they can't go anywhere. Mm. One so day, he's like, "Go, salad, go. One day, live your own life. Do a little Free-range salad. You know, isn't it funny to me? I, it's it's this. Very strange thing that happens again and again and again where I'm taking, and you're such a good example of it, Nikki, where what are the things you fear? Criticism. Yes. You feel someone saying something to you that's going to be hurtful. Um, you, there is a side of you that just wants to go and, and probably be in a room where you don't have to deal with anyone who might be unpleasant or hurtful. And what do you do? You become a stand-up performer yeah. <laughs> and you are out there all the time, that is this weird duality that fascinates me. Me too. Because I, I know it all yes. too well and I have proof, which is I have a letter I wrote to the author E.B. White in 1980 when I was, what, 17, 16, and I wrote him this letter and I said, I'm really interested in writing and trying to creative stuff, but I'm just so afraid of criticism. And then yeah. what do I do? I'll replace Letterman from obscurity. Yes. <laughs> I'm sure though, you know, and I knew, I, I, so why that? do we seek out the thing that we most fear and relive it again and again and because again? Because I think we're trying to prove the thing we think about ourselves wrong. You oh, know, like we're trying to, we think we're inherently not really that funny or entertaining or deserving of love so we are trying to prove that wrong to ourselves by doing the thing that will if we achieve enough we'll be convinced of it which is another paradox because no amount of ad adoration right. or um, acclaim I mean I, I can't speak for you but I oh, always no. feel like I'm just tricking everyone I mean imposter syndrome which is a yeah. common topic for any performer to struggle with but, w but why and I think there's something about stand up for me though that it's not interactive I, I, if you listen to my stand-up, I rarely have any kind of lull. I do not like a lull ever. Um, I don't take my time. I'm so scared I'll get heckled. You're not funny. You suck. Like I, I used to like you. I had one guy at a show say, I used to like you. We, I was a fan. Jesus. This sucks. Because I mentioned, I like had a Pence reference during, you know, it was right before the 2020 election and it just triggered him. So that was what that was. But man, that was my biggest who's fear. That? I used Wait, to like who's you. Who's that excited about Pence? I know, either yeah. way. Either what way. What guy? It's like, you can shit on Trump. You can shit on the yeah. Supreme Court. But don't you dare mention Pence. After Pence. <laughs> yeah, it was, um, it, <laughs> was. That just sets me off. <laughs> I hate that. Yeah, it was. And that's what happens. I, I try never to talk about um, Trump on stage because I don't want to know who likes him because I don't want to resent any parts of my audience. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so I just don't want to know if I don't hear someone laugh at a certain. So I try not to. But there was just some reference about. You know, I was talking about in high school, I didn't kiss a boy uh, until I was like 17. I, I was a prude. Like, I was scared of boys because my mom told me, my mom's sex talk for me was that, like, if you're ever alone with a boy, they'll 
rape you essentially is what she said to me Ooh. like just to scare that was, me that was her bedtime story <laughs> <laughs> now good night click you don't look like you slept much last night Nikki yeah. what happened uh, cause dad tried to come in and tell me a story after you mom uh, yeah I was terrified of boys and um, and so I just compared myself to um because it was true, I never was alone with a boy in a room all through high school. I, I was, I said, I was like the Mike Pence of my graduating class. Like I wouldn't share a room with the opposite sex, and if right. I did, I would have to go tell mother. And that's all I said. But this guy got up and in the middle of the show, I used to like, I, I believed in you, and that was even worse to me than Can he I ask, just was it Mike Pence. I know. I was wondering, <laughs> was he at the show? <laughs> I loved you. He doesn't stand up for anything. <laughs> and where's Alf? Where's Alf? <laughs> I just like Pence likes your earlier, early, really dirty stuff. <laughs> your hunk about your vagina was fantastic. Yes. But what is this? Why did you bring me into it? It's it is that it's that it's like that's why I I just am joke 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 joke. I can't ever have any time where there's they're just listening to me without uh, without a laugh because I need constant validation. Like okay, I still have them. I still have them. I I watch Chappelle or these comedians I can take their time and really just like walk you th you know even watching Norm especially on yeah. your show just being able to just walk you through and and have patience with you becoming a bored almost yeah, right right boy I can't do that <laughs> the um, panic well you know the other thing is I'm gonna jump in like I'm your therapist and say please you're saying you can't do it you can do it yes you can do it and um, you aren't funny uh, because you move because you're so well defended. That's not what makes you oh, funny. It, you're, like you, that. that, that's well, it's true. Well, what don't you think that we are funny because we are we are defending ourselves? Well, what I'm saying is whatever. Uh, I think there are plenty of things that go into the mix, and most of it happened early on. Mm. As your friend, I promise you, you don't need to change a thing, but you can breathe into it more because you've earned the right. Mm. You know, you've been around for a while yeah. and you've really, you've paid your dues and you're really funny and people know who you are. And yeah, people come and go. I'm sure I've shed fans that liked me in the 90s and then there are people that, uh, I've had people that really have told me pretty much, I really wasn't into you at all, but now I like the podcast. And I'm very cruel to them. <laughs> should be. They're wrong. <laughs> They're wrong. No, no, no. But for whatever yeah, reason, sure. for whatever reason, yeah. I'm, I, I used to hear something like that and it was like a poison oh, pill or God. a thorn under your skin. And then later on, you, as you go on, you just, I don't know, you just realize uh, I, I don't have the energy to hang on to that kind of stuff anymore. Yeah. It's too exhausting. So I do think you've, at this point in your career and in your life, you've earned the right to not be on stage thinking, I've got to get through this so no one screams, you suck. Yes. And also, I would point out, if you were doing your set and someone screamed out at you, you suck, and everyone heard it, you would be so funny. Yes. It would be the highlight of the show. Because then the rage comes out. But also, <laughs> because they're wrong. And sure. you would have fun. You know, the voice that, uh, when I, in, earlier in my career, someone shouted out, you suck, it had the ring of... Well, they might be right. There's a good chance they're right. And that's the terror. Yes. But when you know they're wrong, yeah. you know, or they're not specific. Mm -hmm. I would I would say to someone who yelled that at me, 
I, yes, I do suck, but in what specific ways? Yes. You better have the, because there are specific ways sure. in which I suck, you know? Yeah. I think most I was of the kidding. time you're there right. There really aren't. <laughs> no, there's a lot. Why did yeah. everyone We've go got, with no, 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 specific? Yeah, we all need really specific. specific. Should we do a list no one, no one saw this, but uh, Gorley just produced a Santa Claus list yeah. that unfolded. <laughs> And it's it's rolling down three flights of stairs and out onto Larchmont Boulevard. People are adding to the list on the street right now. There's a huge line. People have never even People met you. People are stapling new pieces of paper to it. Oh my the god! The list is now reaching continental, the continent of Asia. It's reached the. It's gone across the wow. Pacific. Well, let's get started. All right, let's it's like go a through. CBS receipt. Yeah, but anyway. It's a coupon. I've come up with a list of your faults, Conan. Uh, when are you going to be done with that? It keeps on scrolling. <laughs> but anyway, I yeah, I, no, I, I appreciate that, and I think you're right. Like, I there are things I am. I I, I do think I, I've done it long enough. If you do anything long enough, I just feel like okay, I'm an expert at this point. I've got my I've close to my ten thousand hours, so it's undeniable. But there are there are things within that, I guess, that uh, losing it, I guess, would be a thing. Oh god, or like it, it, which you can't you can do out of laziness, thinking you have it so well that you don't need to try anymore. Things that That's I think I've fallen into sometimes that's that's I think people that think uh, I always entertain the possibility that when I go up on stage or I go out in front of people that it will not go well I always entertain that possibility as a as a this is a real outcome I'm an RAF pilot I'm taking off and there's a 60% chance I come home safe and there's a 40% chance this doesn't go well and I, I don't return so that is something that I think about and I entertain that but maybe just as I'm getting older I'm thinking a little bit more about well if I did lose it I'll come up with something else yes. you know I'll learn a craft yeah I have that too I have other refrigerator goals refrigerator repair you they know? can take it away and I'll be okay yeah. I really feel that way especially after living with my parents for 10 months I was really thinking if I get cancelled at any point like I cancelled myself kind of in my mid 30s and lived with my parents <laughs> and kind of disappeared into St. Louis so I, it's not that bad I'm gonna start I'll, I could start a bird rescue I have I play, start playing guitar I really am into that. Like, there's other things that I'm into. Whereas before, I was so obsessed with stand up. It was all I had. Um, yeah, what if so you I start do- rescuing birds, and then the birds go online and see what it is you said that got you canceled? <laughs> <laughs> and it's a bird joke. Yeah, it's a bird joke. <laughs> oh, the avian oh, flu isn't that funny. <laughs> what? Uh, I lost a cousin. We're out of here. Yeah. <laughs> That's a joke you did like in. 2006 that you almost <laughs> forgot about and the birds find out. Um, let me ask you about, because I'm obsessed with you host, and I think you're also involved in the production. You're an executive uh, of F-Boy Island. Yeah. And I know that Sona will never speak to me again if I don't bring up F-Boy Island. Oh, God. I love F-Boy Island. And we know that's short for, we know it's We know it's short for, is it Fine Boy Island? It's Mm. Fuck Boy. uh, What? Yeah. That it was Fine Boy? Well, that's what my mother told me. She's (laughs) a big fan. They're really fine boys. Some of them are. I say it's short for um, Fragile Boy. Oh, very nice. Because nice. that's what that's what the that's what the where it comes from. Nice. Yeah. So so uh, fearful. Now, how involved are you in choosing? Because it's how many how many women? So it's three women who are looking for relationships, looking for love, and then there are. Um, well, we lost a couple this year. There's supposed to be fifteen and fifteen <laughs> <laughs> to a terrible disease. <laughs> we, lost <laughs> we lost them to fire. It is really hard to con- contain oh, F boys. I gotta it. tell you, when they're in Cabo, and you know the PAs that we're hiring to m- make sure that they don't get out. 
out and get out into the community. I mean, they got out, and so we <laughs> wait, lost. This sounds like a, like wait, a so wait a lion you, preserve. How many? Out. How many? Kill me for saying let's this. Let's be clear about this. But how many boys is it? It's fifteen. It was Jesus. fifteen and fifteen. So it's thirty boys. Fifteen are nice guys. That that means that you know they they say they're nice guys. There's no way to really check, but we they've cast themselves as nice yeah, boys. Yeah, and, and they you know we do ba- we do check and make sure that they're like their mama's boys. They've been in good relationships. Their ex girlfriends don't have bad things to say about them. They're looking for a relationship. And then there are guys that are there for the the followers, the clout, the money prize at the end. If you get to the end and convince this girl that despite being an f boy, you are actually ready for a commitment, you have a chance at a cash prize. And then um or you know how many escaped? There were like they two, three, two or three, two or three that we <laughs> that they really did escape. They It'd be did. great if you were driving and you just saw one run across we the highway did. naked. No, really? Well, we'll let you tell the story. I so. would really like I was would be driving around Cabo and I would just go, "Is that Garrett? What is Garrett doing?" Out? I go, "Garrett, get back to Bethlehem." So, he now, looks now, hungry. Listen, so, so Garrett uh, or any of these. So there's yeah. at least fifteen boys. No, I'm, we're I'm fifteen, a, but then but now on this show it's third. We had to I had to do you know change the voiceover to there's thirteen F boys and thirteen nice guys, but there were there were two two more of each. So they've just <laughs> they, they lost you lost them. Being boring and they they got cut or they they literally like went out and partied and got hookers or so you know like these guys really party fuck I mean they're used to fuck, like they're man. used to having multiple fuck. women a night like, you don't have love you just basically said you call them in on the carpet and go excuse me when we hired you <laughs> fuck boy <laughs> We didn't intend for you to be out fucking. <laughs> now, you signed here a document that says, I promise to be a good fuckboy. And you are out of fucking and a sucking. <laughs> you don't really have a legal leg. You don't have a legal leg. To st- when we brought you to Cabo to fuck, we didn't think you'd go into Cabo and fuck. If anything, they have a legal case against yeah. you. You know? put them up at, like, you know, a holiday. Holiday Inn Express next to Sammy Hager's Cabo oh, Wabba. Yeah. Like, oh. It was calling to them. I mean, oh, it was. Wow. we tried to like put them a little bit more off campus, but they kept breaking off campus and getting out. Stay in the library. <laughs> Finish that, your thesis. That's a huge part of these shows is keeping these, keeping these reality stars contained. Wow. No so, you know what I love? You know what I love? I just, it's so funny to me that you've got basically 15 <laughs> testosterone, I'm sure good looking, hot F boys. Yeah. Who are just, uh, I mean, and then they get loose. They get loose. Now, um, you wait, put it, what if they blend with the population and they have to introduce another type of like fuck girl to try to take down the fuck boy, how they do snakes in the Amazon and things like that? You know what I mean? Well, like the natural ecosystem. You are there putting way too much thought into that. I'm telling you, this is why I'm not a fuck boy. This is. Uh, there's another reason. <laughs> is it one that I don't know of? Well, you, you smoke a pipe, a corn cob pipe. Uh, I don't. Affectations like that. Um, so I'm curious. Yeah. It's uh, just fascinating. What, because you know, are, do you think there really are uh, people that are looking for a real relationship? No. Exactly, this, right? Well, here's the thing. This is what I do believe about these shows. And I, I begged for this hosting job. Like, I, I wanted it so bad because I've always, I, I, badly, I've always watched these shows, enjoyed them more than any other show. Yeah. And I really fall for it. Like, I drew, I do believe these people fall in love. And there's always a part of me that goes, are they really? But they, they really are. Like, these shows, 
when you're put into a bubble where you have no you have no cell phone, you have no family or friends to talk to. All you're doing is going on dates and all you're doing is talking to the other guys or the other girls that you're with about the guys and the girls that you're ta- interacting with. And every interview you do with a producer is like, so Ryan really likes you. Mm. How are you feeling about him? Like I saw you light up when you talked like you, you quickly fall in love and it is not fake. Like it's, it really is a pressure cooker for uh, d- deep love. I mean, I see these people fall really, really hard and it's real and I feel it. And I get chills during elimination ceremonies. I tear up. And I I know it's called F-Boy Island. I know how stupid <laughs> this is. I saw the casting tapes. Like, But it, it really, these people leave the island devastated or in oh, love. Wow. It's like, it really does that. happen. It's like a, it's experiment in a yeah, way. And, it's and like a zoo. When people say that reality shows are fake, it bothers me because the scenarios are fake. But the emotions, these people are not that good of actors. It would yeah. be impossible. The emotions are real. We're just... No one watches two pandas mate and is like, that's so fake. You know, in a zoo, it's like, no, well, we put them there and they're going to mate eventually. Well, when hopefully. the female panda has an orgasm, I'm like, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that panda <laughs> is totally, You can tell when a female panda is really having an orgasm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 Um. <laughs> so, uh... <laughs> Would you, and I, I know that you're a producer on this and yeah. a host, and so you have clout. Would you consider at all letting me be one of the oh. F-boys? Hold on. Let me say it. Letting, it's F-boys and Conan. So everyone yes. knows it's me. I'm not playing anyone yes. else, but it's me as me. I talk to my wife, who will happily give me a, a hall pass. She wants yes. me out of the house. Yes. And I'm there, but I'm myself. Yes. I'm totally myself. You would kill, I mean, you, they would love you. No, they wouldn't. You, they, honestly, Conan, they would. Yes, they would. I have no. When I take my shirt off, there's no, there's no six pack. There's it, nothing like that. It would be a jarring juxtaposition to the men that we. Have. <laughs> I'm not gonna deny you. But you're so That's, tall. That is so nice. And you're you, so famous. You have a great head of hair. You have a nice body. Of course, you would do fine. And first of all, you're famous. These guys, we have. So on season two, we have one person or, or a couple people for, that you recognize from season one. And these girls, when they see a guy from from season one. I mean, it is like so he's Brad Pitt. They, you have such an advantage for right. being a little bit known, so you so, kill. But I would do a lot of what and I would... funny. I would just say, and I'm Conan O'Brien. And I wouldn't even... After yes. that, I would just totally name drop. I wouldn't... I would try and just ride the fact that they knew who I was, if they knew who I yeah. was. But can you fuck? Yeah. yeah. Like, can you really? Well, that's an know? issue. That's, you don't have to do that. That's going to be a problem. Okay. That's going right. to be a problem. Okay. Yeah. And not just because I'm I'm married and I love my wife. Right. right. There's another issue. <laughs> okay. It's a surgical problem. <laughs> <laughs> but there's a doctor in Prague who says he can fix it. I bet there's one in Cabo, too. <laughs> you can get away the one too, in Cabo <laughs> isn't really a licensed doctor. <laughs> I, the wor- I've seen the work. It's fantastic. You would be so fun on the show. But, oh, my uh, God. No, we it's need just, you. It does crack me up, the idea of going down the long line of guys and then me yeah. and I have no shirt on and I'm my age uh, with my coloring and uh, I'm just <laughs> and I'm just playing it totally oh, like it. myself the are funny you, guys kill are you show. are you shirtless or do you have like your long UV protection shirt on oh, your bucket I hat think, I think I would have mm. the, the stuff I wear at the beach that I've always said makes me look like Rose Kennedy <laughs> uh, on my <laughs> um, and I'd have the zinc oxide on the be nose okay. yeah. Yeah. Okay. and uh 
the giant crazy sunglasses that block out yeah. side light. So I've got that, and then some kind of weird orthopedic shoe that's been built for the, that's also been built for the sand. You know, for for arch support. Okay. But I'm there. But then the whole time, I'm, and I'm constantly talking about the things that interest me. Yes. Like you yeah, know, what are let's, you like on a date? Yeah, I'd be talking about like these weird historical facts, and I'd be talking about things that I find interesting, like the Robert Carroll books on Lyndon Johnson. And then every now and then, I just turn to camera and say, "But I'm down to fuck." <laughs> <laughs> I would love it. Anytime I take them on a date, I bring a large book with me. Oh my God. Oh, you should have your own spin off, Fuckboy Manor. <laughs> Welcome to Fuckboy Manor. Is there much fucking around here? Uh, not really. You we discourage that. Your Space Coast vacation is preparing for liftoff. Start counting down now 10, 9, 8, Seven, it's time for a beach vacay that feels like heaven. Six, five, four, come explore Melbourne and the beaches. Three, two, one, it's time for some rocket-filled fun. Count down to your best beach vacation ever on Florida's Space Coast. Launch your planning now at visitspacecoast.com. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What a great tweet uh, that right when F Boy Island came out about oh god it was some what's another what's your go to uh, landmass archipelago <laughs> it was archipelago uh-huh. something it was it was a good it was oh good it was, it was archipelago your Twitter is so damn funny you don't have someone writing those for you do oh god no I know you would never do that but who they're would so do good. that. Who would have other people come up with ideas too? It's so it's so good. It's so good. Let's um, just say there's some collaboration. But I want you. <laughs> I want you on the next season. I want you at an elimination ceremony. I want to call you down, Conan. Um, so you had a date with Mia this weekend. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, Mia yeah. seems. Uh, did you have fun, Mia? She did. She had a great time with you ziplining. Um, <laughs> how did How did it go for you, Conan? How are you feeling about Mia right I now? I tore my rotator cuff. <laughs> My body weight, when I had to hang from the zip line, See, this is what we turns really me gonna... on. I couldn't, mm-hmm. um, it totally, I could hear it tear uh, because I can't support my own body weight. And then, but thank God Mia, um, she managed to get me to the infirmary right away. You guys seem to have a connection. My yeah. fireman carried him. <laughs> thank you, Mia. You're welcome. When you fireman carried me to the emergency <laughs> station. Uh, and it Tamara was... has reasons to doubt you though, that your intentions with Mia might not be completely true. Well, are you here as an F-boy? Uh, yes. I'm not sure I understand. <laughs> I, I, no, I, you say no. You gotta say no You're trying along. to you convince. But I want them to know that I I can F if called to F. <laughs> Said like a true F-boy. Yeah. I can't even say it with yeah, the uh, word. No, excuse me, excuse me. Let me make it quite plain. That though not an F-boy in intent, if called to F, oh, I shall F repeatedly and with great vigor. I will... F to the right, F to the left. 
<laughs> Conan, why are you wearing a monocle? I have sight difficulties Stop with my right. pointing that cane at me. <laughs> Conan, why are you wearing a 1920s straw boater hat? <laughs> um, now, like, so I want to ask you about, because uh, you have this new stand-up special. Yes. Uh, Nikki Glaser, Good Clean Filth. And yes. that's coming out, I think it's July 16th. Yes, Saturday, correct. July 16th. And it'll be on, available on HBO Max, along with F-Boy Island Season I, 2. Uh, I find you absolutely hilarious, so I'm looking Thank forward you. to seeing this uh, this show. Was this material, that, how long did it take for you to come up with this material? Oh, man. I mean, I'm not, I don't kind of write like other comedians do. I just kind of do whatever I'm doing at that time when the special shoots. So it's, I'm always pulling from like and I'm not trying to sound braggy here, like three or four hours of jokes that I haven't done anywhere. That's great. In a in just a thought bubble above my head, and I kind of just grab at it, and I don't have anything written down ever. I just, if I have a, a traumatic brain injury, it's all gone. It's it's gone. I, I have no, um, I have I don't write anything down long form, and so specials are really hard for me because I have to kind of think, okay, what am I going to open with? Because I like to just go treat it like a grab bag when I'm up there. It, like we were saying before, there's something about thinking I might bomb. Like I'm, this might not go well. I don't have this completely planned out that I kind of like. I like being scared up there. I like the edge of it. I think that's what drew me to stand up was like, am I going to be good at this? And then as soon as I got proficient at it, it got kind of boring. And now I like to give myself little challenges. Right. And that is going up completely unprepared or going to towns. And I 15 minutes before I decide to like roast the town. So I'll just like Google interesting facts and then I'll write a bunch of jokes. And I think it's a little bit of a um, safety net for myself. Whereas if I don't do well, I can be like, well, I didn't prepare <laughs> or I just looked it up. Like there's that excuse preparing before I go on stage. It's not why I like stand up. I don't like looking back on it. The special was supposed to come out in March, but I couldn't look at my I couldn't look back at it. Why is that? Because I just saw so many mistakes and so hmm. many things I could have done better and stuff that I go, why didn't you say it this way? You say it that way every time and you had two chances to that night. Like you take two shows or why why didn't you make this face that you usually make? Oh, why didn't you just think two minutes harder on that one joke to make it an A instead of a B minus? There Just things like that. Just perfectionist stuff. And so that's why I love stand up live is because I never have to look back at it. And this one was really hard for me to edit. But then when I put it all together I was I'm actually I'm really proud of it and I hope it's something that I hope this is a weird goal to have I hope young teenage girls and boys sneak it they shouldn't watch it it is not for you and it, I can't actually say that you should watch it but I hope that it's something Why? younger kids sneak because it is it's something I feel like there is a void of actual information about sex and what it's actually like and out there I'm curious I mean yes. <laughs> I, can I get a convinced copy <laughs> I think you're but not no, you're but no right. I'm, I, I, I think um, first of all I think uh, one of the things I like so much about you is that you are very very honest about the struggles that you've had and we've talked about yeah. it before on the podcast and anyone is listening now and hasn't heard um, my earlier podcast with Nikki, it's just, you know, we talked a lot about your childhood and things that you struggled with. Mm -hmm. You're so honest about it. And I think that's crucial, especially for young women to find out that the things that they're worried about are, think, you know, you're very successful. And I think a lot of people look up to you 
So when they understand that you went through a lot of those things that I think and young women struggle with them. and still go through them. And that's the other thing, too, as I remember years ago, some someone asked me, when do you finally get over being nervous? And I said, I've got bad news for you. It, it doesn't really go yeah. away. That's and, you, I mean, honestly, but that's, but that's important. It's so important. You to showed tell people me that, that, too, because I project a lot of perfection onto you. I always will. You, I've said it before. You're the funniest person that I've ever known of and ever will know of. You're number one. And and anyone who knows what they're talking about. Uh, I actually was talking about this last night with my boyfriend because I was talking about how nervous I was to come on here. It's just like having a lot of self-doubt yesterday, just in a depressive mood lately. And you just start going, am I in impo-? all those things? Right. And I was talking to him and he goes, uh, I, he said, you know what? Will you just trust me that I I say, I think you're one of the funniest people ever. And I think you trust my opinion of uh, oh. of, of who is funny. And I said, yeah, you're right. I, and you know what? I know I more like than anything guy. that... I, I know that he knows who's funny, so I am going to trust him. And I also know, I might doubt my own funniness, but I do not doubt my own sensibilities when I I can say what is funny and what is not funny. I am, I'm, I'm as right as a vegan on that one. Like, I know what is what. And you are the funniest. And so for me to see you, I think I, the first time I saw that kind of side of yourself that you've shown a lot more was in, in your documentary, mm-hmm. um, where it was like, oh, this person who... I think has it all together. Couldn't be any funnier is, is doubting himself and is overworked and all of these things and is an actual human being. You would think that that would maybe make it worse for me because when I see, it's almost like seeing when, when models say like, Oh, I'm, I'm, I feel ugly some days and you go, shut up. You're a model. Or like, you feel fat, like shut up, bitch. But there's, I kind of (laughs) like it because I, it makes me realize that obviously they're not seeing things correctly. So maybe I'm not seeing things correctly. We all have, we all have, um, there's a famous medical term, body dysmorphia. Yes. And I've talked about this, uh, I think several times and maybe even with you, but I think, um, there is a documentary that I saw once and there's a young woman who's struggling with eating disorder and she's so thin and they ask her, she stands in front of a mirror and they give her a magic marker and they say, trace the outline of your body. And she traces way outside her body. She's not faking it. That's really what she sees. So this is, I mean, it's it's horrifying. It's such, uh, such a powerful, insidious illness, but that's what this person sees. And I've thought, when I saw that, I thought, you know, there's also career dysmorphia. It's something that I really believe in, which is, uh, and I see it all the time, people that think they haven't accomplished anything, they're not any good. Um, It's the wrong side of the perfectionist gene. Mm. Perfectionism is really good at taking you up the mountain, but then it takes you down. It takes you the other side, and you need to find a way to part with perfectionism. You need to find a way to let it go at a certain point because that way lies madness. You start second guessing everything to the point that your work isn't good. It starts to lose its joy. It starts to lose its spontaneity. And you come up- And it's an illusory goal. There is no perfection. There is no thing. So you'll never reach it. I had a great person tell me once I was- they asked me what it is, and this is early in late night, and then they said, well, what is it you're trying to accomplish? And I said, I just want to be perfect at this. And the person <sighs> said to me, the only perfection is death. Like, once you're dead, you're done, and you're complete, and it's perfect. And um, so I Oof. murdered her. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> now you're perfect. I killed her. And I said, you're welcome, and you owe me $800, because you're perfect. And then I was tried, but I got off, because they read what she said. and. Uh, Asking for it. Yeah, she was pretty much saying, kill me. Um, but uh, I, I, think that is, I think that is true. I think it's very important to me 
especially, I mean, I have kids, but I have a, a 18 year old daughter and I just, yeah. I really like her understanding that everybody's trying to figure it out yes. and it never stops. And I, you know, women, I think have it, it's so, it's so hard these days online, the way everyone's presented. Um, the filters that are now, you don't even have to choose a filter. When you go to your Instagram story, it's a filter already on really? your face. Okay. It's already it's already figuring things it's out. It's already making you see yourself in a different way. And Wait, I don't look like that then? I'm sorry, oh. Carly. I'm sorry yeah. to tell you. I, you just or, come out as uh, Burt Reynolds, 1977. <laughs> I would just take it. Are you kidding? Oh, yeah. Oh, my no, God. It, it's Smokey and the Bandit, Burt Reynolds, oh, which is why the, every time you peak. post, everyone, yeah, it's fantastic. It's great. <sighs> when I take, the, my Instagram filter won't let me send a photo. It just says no. <laughs> <laughs> How dare Instead, you? Yeah, it says maybe just write a note. <laughs> I'm like, you know, Instagram, you're all about, no. like, aren't you about photos? Write a note. <laughs> and I text, handwritten notes. <laughs> it's very embarrassing. It's blood. So it, um, are you going to be able to watch, this special will come out. Can you sit? I don't want to. I watched it I don't with my pry. parents the other day. Oh, you watched this oh, with wow. your parents? Because I, I was like, this is a good promotional tool. I'll put my, because my parents are hilarious. People know them. I did a reality show for E! this past uh, spring. Um, called Welcome Home, Nikki Glazer. First season is out on E. I'm trying, mm -hmm. waiting for a second season. I made the show with my parents. They're hilarious. They are stars. And it was so nice <laughs> to like see them in that light. They are so much funnier than I am. And I was, for the first time, totally okay with that, just being like the straight person with this chaos around me. So I sat down and watched it with them. And it was really sweet because it's really uncomfortable material. I told my mom beforehand, you know, what do you fear? What's your biggest fear? And this is interesting. I, I I don't think I've ever shared this before. I wonder if you relate, if any of you relate. My mom is so proud of me. Her 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 pride comes from people love you. I just can't believe it. They love you. Yeah. What I just like going to your shows and looking at people just love you. I just can't get over it. She's shocked people like me. <laughs> and, and she doesn't realize she's saying, I can't believe it. Right. And then people like you. And those to her are separate statements, but to me they are in a bouquet of dead flowers that yeah. she's giving me. But it's like, it is, she can't believe, she's just, she is so insecure about what people think of her that she, she was, her biggest fear was that I was going to say something because I was trying to get at the root of it. I ended up like tr trying to make this promotional video that was just fun. And I was like, but what is the fear? What am I going to say? What's the worst thing I can say? And she's like, I just eating ass, something about, and I was like, well, you know, I have a bit about that. You've been to my live show before. It isn't about, about eat, it's not about eating ass. It's about, it's about actually how that's it seems like I'm doing a joke just for the shock value which is what I hate how female comics get dismissed for all they talk about is sex and of course it's shocking and of course by itself it would get a laugh um, but it's I would never just talk about that for the sake of it it's about overcoming a fear really because everyone should be t terrified to do anything like that but my mom goes just you'll say something about eating ass and I go well I do what's the fear then she's like I don't know and I go is it that people will think they will watch it and go, her mother must not have done a good job oh. if she's doing that. And she's like, yeah. And I'm like, but I'm famous. And people pay to see me and I'm making money doing this. And I'm freeing people from feeling stigmatized about things they've done sexually. And she just can't. She can't uh, she can't believe people like me. It's really adorable. And I've I've stopped feeling offended by it and just embraced it and said, that's sweet. And I know that she's projecting more than she's well, really she, no, thinks I'm I think it's unlovable. You know, well, well, no, I, I think when she, what she's I mean, it's so clear that she like a lot of parents has a terror that if you're talking about these things, then this is somehow an extension of 
you know, that she had an ass-eating class for you <laughs> yeah. when you were 11 oh, years God. old. Yeah. Which, by the way, I'll, I encourage a lot of parents, hello, is this thing on? Yes. <laughs> um, no, that, but that, she's that, afraid she... of what they're going to think. Everyone's thinking, about, everyone's thinking about themselves. And That's, so your mom yeah. is talking about herself. She's yes. saying, you're saying these things, and um, I'm worried about what, how that reflects on me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there was even a part in my reality show where I said... Um, you know, I wish I could be a porn star. I mean, that's something like I wish I could do porn. I wish I had the freedom to do that without the judgment of it and the stigma being, you know, uh, kicked out of the business. I don't want to do it because I want to titillate or I just it's a freedom of expression almost. And I was just saying it just to be funny. We were having a conversation and she called me later and said, you need to take that out. Even the idea that people think that you would want to do that. I can't have that out there. It's so embarrassing for me. And it made me it makes me sad. I feel like those are the types of things that I think that's why I talk the way I do on stage about sex and I'm so open about stuff is because it wasn't talked about in my home. It was very shamed to even mention sex or anything. I remember one time it dawned on me that my dad maybe had had sex before my mom or been with women before my mom. I don't know. I was like 11. And I think I was trying to maybe entertain my cousin who was next to me in the car. We were driving to Michigan. It was the car. We had just started the ride. And I was like, um, dad, did you ever have sex before mom? And he never responded. It was just silent the rest of the way. He might, might have been counting, but he, 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 he was silent for a 77, 78, 79, 80. But it was just so, you just couldn't talk about sex. And so now I think it's obviously I'm, I'm rebelling against that. And because I want, I think I was scared of sex. I had a lot of shame around it because of what I didn't know. I either knew from what I learned in school, which is just nothing that's real. I wanted to just know like who makes the first move how do you do that how do you what do you do when you kiss how do you move your mouth I would just study can't hardly wait over and over that scene in the in the train station with Ethan Embry and Jennifer LeVue and I know that you lift your eyebrow after the first you go kiss and then you lift your eyebrow that's all I knew to do I just wanted to know I was the last of my friends to do anything sexually I, wanted, I, I had trouble doing that so I tied thread oh, to my geez. eyebrow the thread yeah and when I had my first kiss my yes. girlfriend at the time saw me lifting the little threads to make my eyes go up. <laughs> and that ruined it. She was like, what the fuck? You three. It's weird. That yeah. is weird. That was a strange thing to do. So then I hired someone else to hold smart. Oh, smart. that's better. And I made yeah. sure I only no kissed under an overpass. That. There was yeah. a little bridge. Yeah. And I had to, I got a really good puppeteer. Yeah. Smart. And he was right there. And at the key moment, he riffed, but he tore them off. Oh. Such a fuck that's boy. That's where they were. Uh, yeah. <laughs> classic fuck boy. Classic fuck boy. I'm on fuck boy island. And F boy island, I'm going to have, I'm going to show up. And you're, the first thing, no one's going to know what's going on. I'm going to have two long strings attached to my eyebrows. We'll always get you on the beach right under a lifeguard stand. <laughs> It'll be going really well with, you know, yes. one of the girls, Tammy, and I'll say, we've got to get to a small bridge. <laughs> what? No, I'm really feeling something. <laughs> to the bridge! You can also tie one to your penis for those yeah, issues. Yeah, exactly, oh. exactly. Trust me. Trust me, that's another. <laughs> that's another thing I'm writing that down second, right now. Second puppet operator? Yeah. Or that's no, no, it's a union thing. There are uh, people that do eyebrows, and there are people that do the penis. I see. And Wait, you cannot get one guy to do both because they you're in so much trouble see. with the union. You'll union. Be doing, there's okay. a picket line, and it's not a pleasant right. picket line. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I first go like eyebrows, initiate. Uh, then they go, and then I'm like penis up. 
And the guy's there. He's got a little winch. <laughs> this is, honestly, this happened to me. On, I had a show called Not Safe with Nikki Glaser on Comedy Central. It was about sex and dating. Uh-huh. There was a segment we did where we were trying to give men, like, um, makeovers for their dick pics. Mm-hmm. And it was all just a bit. Like, we were just trying. We put, we built these, we had our art department build these dioramas where they would have little holes in them. And then the penis would go through and it would be like a penis in a bathtub with cucumbers on its eyes with a little, like, shower cap on. Oh, right. Like enjoying something. So you're yeah, giving like, it a nice motif. Yes. Yeah. Uh, or in, in Paris. And it would be um, riding a bicycle with a baguette in the back. Like, well, maybe the just, penis is the baguette. That's what I thought it should be. And they go, we can't. That was my idea. Thank no, you so much. No, a lot of penises. Science. I've been to the gym many times and I see a lot of baguettes out there. <laughs> Every now and then you see a cinnamon roll. I mean, you, it, it's, <laughs> you're looking and you're just. Yeah. You're and I'm down thinking and about bread. <laughs> <laughs> So what do you think when you have an actual baguette? Oh, oh I'm like, I gotta get this in my mouth. <laughs> I gotta get this in and then out and then in and then out. Just eat the baguette. <laughs> What's your fucking problem, sir? You gotta leave this oh pen quotidian immediately. <laughs> it's the seventh time this week you've been in here filleting a baguette. Oh God! Sorry, I forgot where I was. <laughs> we lost a lot of customers, but then we discovered we now have a lot of new customers. <laughs> the baguettes uh, last longer. The dioramas we built, okay? The art department, we, it's the night before the shoot, and we've, we found people on Craigslist to do this, to offer up their penises, which will be blurred out, but we found these, like, you know, ex-porn stars, just dudes on Craigslist who are down to be on camera, putting their penises in these things. The night before, we're, like, kind of running how it's going to work, and we realize... The diorama, if we if if someone's trying to put their penis in it, they can't get their penis to like go like they they can put it through the hole, but after positioning it or putting the little cucumbers on it, they can't reach around because the diorama is so big. So someone has to do it, and there was no one to do it. And I'm the host of the show, so I go. Oh my god, Nikki! I said I'll do it, and oh, guess I'll do it. It it was really traumatizing to be honest with you I, if you can see me in the scene it's, it's still online but I just convinced myself I was a doctor and I had to take this old man's penis and put it in a bathtub put cucumbers on it like played with a flaccid penis for a scene and the whole time I'm like I'm a doctor I'm a doctor I'm a doctor I'm a doctor and these guys are just and they're trying to keep themselves hard throughout the day around set as we're like l- don't breaking the, for if lunch it, if it comes erect don't the googly eyes shoot off <laughs> it is hard to keep them adhesive the little hats fall off yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. the problem. You get it all set up. Trust me, I've done this. I've done this. Bike. You get everything just right. The little beret and the little bicycle. And then you, you get know. excited and quatwang. Yeah. You've got eyes and berets flying around the room. Oh. And if you stand up in a bathtub like that, you could slip and fall. Oh, yeah. yeah. We had we had a mat down. Oh, you took it to an erotic yeah. place. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man. Oh, make sure you have grab bars. <laughs> One man's safety measures another man's turn on. Let me have it. Um, damn it. We have... We're, Are we out of time? We, have, we ran out of time, I think, oh half an hour God. ago. But sorry, This God. is going to be an extra long one. I'm uh, sorry. Wait, you're sorry? Yeah, That's a I mean, good you got, problem. You're a busy man. No, I'm... Sona's got a book to promote? <laughs> oh, no. No, this is way no, better. This is, I can't wait for your book, Nikki, this way. is a dream come true. This is really funny it's, and great. Is... But also, um, I'll say it again. I, 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 It's always very funny when we talk, but... Um, I do. I do applaud you for being so open. I think about things that you have, you know, encountered in your journey, and I, I think that would be a real balm for 
you know, young people out there. Yeah. That are, because they, they, they do look up to you. They do think you're really funny. And this is, it's good for people to understand where this all comes from. I, I just, just hope the truth. whoever you're with now, I'm not yeah. prying or anything, yeah. but I root for you to be with uh, a really good person. He is. This is yeah. Garrett is. from Fuckboy Island. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Garrett! <laughs> That's what I say to But has it been a while now? As, um, with my current boyfriend? Yeah. Yeah, we were together. Um, we met nine years ago. We started that show, Not Safe, together. I met him on a show. He was a behind-the-scenes kind of guy, producer on it. And then he ended up being from St. Louis. Uh, I met him in New York. We were both from the same town. Grew up, uh, you know, a mile and a half from each well, other. That's great. And then when we I moved back for the pandemic, he we had been broken up by then for five years. But he moved back, too, and we just started hanging out as friends. And then when my reality show started, taping it was kind of pitched as like this is going to be you on the scene dating in st louis and um he did not want to be on camera he's not that kind of guy he's on a radio station in st louis on like a hit radio station like one of the the hosts of it his name is chris convey it's called the courtney show but we were just casually hanging out you know like exes do where you're just like what else is there to do and he was like i don't really want you dating other people i I'll be on this show. So he took a leap That's and sweet. was on a reality show and went to therapy with me on the show. That's um, really nice. It was really vulnerable and it was, he's he's lovely, a huge fan of yours. In fact, I talked about this on Inside Conan. I know we have to go, but I just have to say no, okay. on Inside Conan, he, we're such fans of yours and we watch you all the time. And for a while, we were on a really big Brian Stack kick of um, uh, his uh, Artie Kendall, the singing, the crooning ghost. Crooning ghost, yeah. And for his 40th birthday last year in September, I contacted Brian Stack because we had become friendly on Twitter. And I said, hey, if I write you a, oh. a sketch to do as this character, I'll pay you what he did it for free. Oh. He, he revived the character of Artie. And I got to write a, I got to write a late night. That's great. Conan O'Brien sketch, which is a dream of mine. Well, a shout out to Brian Stack, who's uh, and it was one of the awesome. funniest uh, people ever. Ever. And, uh, and kindest. Yeah, yes. very nice. Yes. And, so and works yeah. for uh, Stephen Colbert now. Mm -hmm. And uh, his wife is also amazing, Miriam. Really? Yeah, Miriam is a terrific performer. So I just want to give them yeah. a shout out and props. Um, well, I do... You know, you just have to come back more often because yeah. it's yeah. so much fun talking to you. And, I love you. And Should we I make her an honorary so chill chum? Oh. I would. You don't have to, but you don't know what about, it would mean to me. You said chill about, up front. I, what about an honorary? Because of that. I think so. I think you're a fuck chum. Oh. Wow. <laughs> an F chum. Uh, F chum. <laughs> I'll take it. Wow. I'll totally take it. What do you think about s'mores? <laughs> I love them. Okay. Uh, okay, this is over. You're out. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Well, now we have to expand the Supreme Court and get a fifth job. Yes! <laughs> Thank you for being here, Nikki. Thank you, Conan. Conan O'Brien needs a friend. With Conan O'Brien, Sonam Obsessian, and Matt Gorley. Produced by me, Matt Gorley. Executive produced by Adam Sachs, Joanna Solitaroff, and Jeff Ross at Team Coco, and Colin Anderson and Cody Fisher at Earwolf. Theme song by The White Stripes. Incidental music by Jimmy Vivino. Take it away, Jimmy. Our supervising producer is Aaron Blair, and our associate talent producer is Jennifer Samples. Engineering by Will Beckton. Additional production support by Mars Melnick. Talent booking by Paula Davis, Gina Batista, and Britt Kahn. You can rate and review this show on Apple Podcasts, and you might find your review read on a future episode. Got a question for Conan? Call the Team Coco hotline at 323-451-2821 and leave a message. It, too, could be featured on a future episode. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever fine podcasts are downloaded.
This has been a Team Coco production in association with Earwolf. The South Dakota Stories, Volume 5. South Dakota seemed like the perfect place to unplug. But I ended up connecting to the world around me. A world where each sunset was painted. Where I felt adventures pulse with every step. And where cold water trickling, pine swaying, and grunting bison became my favorite soundtracks. I just wish I didn't have to leave. There's so much South Dakota, so little time. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.